Welcome. Welcome to another live stream. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dansfish.com. We do this every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. So 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Everywhere in between. And uh, so glad you could join us. Thanks for being here. So today uh, we have a neat giveaway from Sparky's Tropicals providing some awesome fish and I'll go over that in a moment. These are hobbyist bred and raised fish that Tiffany White at Sparky's Tropicals has bred and raised. Um, as far as I know, I believe that's correct. So I'll be going into that giveaway in a moment. But first, I want to do the shipping report. So I've heard from most of the customers that I shipped to this week so far, and looks like everything's arrived alive that's arrived. There was one package that it wasn't delayed. It got on the truck and they tried to deliver it, but um, there was an entry on the tracking that address was incorrect. So I went back and forth with that customer, double checked the address with him. It is in fact correct. So FedEx was contacting, they're like, oh, sorry, we'll, we'll deliver it tomorrow. So apparently the delivery guy at FedEx was uh, a little confused, but hopefully tomorrow that'll all work out. So besides that, I think everyone's got their packages. And from what I've seen, we're 100%. I do need to make a correction on last week. So last week I reported that everything arrived alive and was fine. And at the time that was true, but one of the fish that arrived alive and seemed fine, I got a, a communique from that a customer that it actually passed away Thursday. So we did have one loss last week that I know of. I just didn't know of it when I gave the report last week. So, um, so far I did the calculations and so far that puts our losses for the entire month of August. It's something like 0 0.000. Nine two, it's three or four zeros after the decimal point. I think it's point zero 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 nine two. Oh man, now I have to look because that's a big difference. But either way, it's a very very small number. So we did very well last month. Um, I'm happy to report that. Yeah, FedEx seems to be a good option. I think the entire year so far, if I include this one that wasn't really delayed, it was just undeliverable. Um, or, or the FedEx guy couldn't figure out how to deliver it or whatever happened there. But um, I think we're like seven packages delayed for the entire year. So it's going pretty well and we're planning to stick with it. Now, the company that I use to ship with is uh, got bought out or, or acquired or is somehow partnering with a different company now. They um, were with Shiphawk. And now they're affiliated with Easy Ship. And so I was on a, a tutorial with them yesterday. They did a product demo showing all the bells and whistles of the new platform. And I'm going to be transferred to the new platform. The current platform ceases to exist uh, in a couple days, like middle of this month. So um, hopefully... Everything continues to go well, but there will be a little bit of an adjustment there. So if you see uh, confirmation emails coming from Easy Ship instead of Shiphawk, that's why. Um, hopefully the pricing and everything remains the same, but I haven't been transferred yet. So I'm not sure exactly what the impact will be, but I'm working through that. So that's happening. Um, besides that, I think what I would like to do is go ahead and start the giveaway. 
And then I'll tell you a little bit about uh, a little update, I guess, on how uh, how investments coming along since our, our Shark Tank pitch last week, where we went over all the data of the business numbers and progress and stuff and asked for more investment. So I'll, I'll kind of report on how that's going. And then we'll get right into questions and comments. Oh, I do have to tell you some unfortunate news. The shipment from um, my new supplier in Indonesia is not going to arrive this week. They think next week. And it's not because um, Indonesia shut down or anything like that. It's because there's very few flights. And in order for this to work, there's about four different folks who have to sign off because the flight that leaves from Indonesia, that airline, um, is not the a direct flight here. So it has to go somewhere. You have to confirm that there's actually connection and that connection has to be pretty much rock solid and guaranteed before they can lock things in. And so the shipment for this week, we were all locked in except for one confirmation. Unfortunately, everything else was in order. That last confirmation did not come through. So hopefully, hopefully the following week. So I won't be getting fishing this week. Um, hopefully the next week. On, on my end, it's kind of a bummer, but also it's kind of a mixed blessing because it gives me another week to get all these tanks ready for new fish. So um, yeah. That'll lessen my workload. I can spread that out a little more because with maintaining all these aquariums and the customer base um, at dancefish.com and, and all that, on top of a new import coming in, on top of raising funds um, to get investors so that we can um, finish out the warehouse build and really scale this business up, um, it's just a lot going on. So. It's a little bit of a disappointment, but part of me was halfway relieved <laughs> that it'll be another week so I can maybe just get a little more sleep because it's been extremely busy. Not in a bad way busy, but very busy for sure. Um, okay, so on to the giveaway. So tonight, the giveaway is sponsored by Tiffany White at Sparky's Tropicals. Uh, sponsored, provided by, I suppose is the correct term. And so here is Sparky's Tropicals store. They are hosted at getgills.com. And these are the fish that are being given away. You can choose basically from any fish she has listed on her website. She's got a couple kinds of guppies. She has some long fin white clouds and some angelfish. And I believe that she bred and raised all these. So they'll be pretty much rock solid. And yeah, so I think what it is, is three um, angelfish, if you choose the angelfish, um, a trio of guppies, if you choose guppies, and a group of, of long fin white clouds, if you choose the white clouds. And I'm not sure what the size of that group is. Maybe Tiffany can clarify. But um, if you win the, the giveaway tonight, those are your options. And I'll put you in touch with Tiffany if you win and you guys can figure out, you know, exactly what you want and when it's shipped and all that. So thank you so much, Sparky's Tropicals, for providing the giveaway for today. I just I'm tickled pink that folks are doing that, that people are reaching out and wanting to be involved. It's very helpful and it makes it, I think, more exciting when it's not just me doing it. When it's not just more of my stuff. So 
I, I'm really pleased that folks have done that. So thanks to you and everyone else who's participated and offered and provided things for um, the giveaway. Anyone's invited to do that, just email me, dan at dancefish.com if you want to do that. But be aware there's a couple things. You can't require anything. Um, not be, Not just because I don't want to put some kind of task barrier in front of a giveaway. I just want it to be a fun thing for everybody. But also because YouTube prohibits giveaways when things are required. So you can't require someone to go sub to your channel to be entered in the giveaway or to comment or to um, take any action really besides just entering. And you can't, uh, you know, do a raffle type thing where everyone super chats a dollar and then at the end you do a drawing and someone who super chatted wins. There, there can't be any of that. Um, because at that point it's no longer a giveaway. It's a game of chance because you required something in return. So, um, if you do want to participate, just realize there can't be any requirement other than, you know, typing a comment in or something to enter, but it has to be totally free to enter. And, um, and you have to be able to ship it as well. So we aren't going to be doing a giveaway and then charging the person that won for shipping or anything like that. So it has to be totally free. Um, and just understand that, please, before you propose or email me and say, hey, I'd like to provide something for one of the giveaways. And I'm just bringing that up because the folks have done that recently. And so just a reminder and, and no no shade on anyone that did that. Of course, it makes sense if you're trying to grow your channel or your store to be like, hey, what if they subscribed and then for that they could be entered or something? Of course, it makes total sense, but it's against YouTube's policies. So it has to be totally free. All right. So there was one other thing I was going to do. Oh, updating on kind of the progress of the warehouse expansion and investor thing and all that. So I'm happy to report that was contacted by several people after the live stream last week. And we have uh, a few new investors that have come out of that. So you know who you are. Thank you so much. And I'll be getting that paperwork out uh, for signing and finalizing on Friday for those that are that far along. Um, some other folks were waiting on NDAs and things. As soon as we get that, we can progress. So if I'm waiting on you for an NDA, uh, please do send that back. Or if you didn't hear from me, please contact me again. I, as far as I know, I've got in touch with everyone that was interested in, so uh, in more information or in possibly investing. So if you are and you contacted me and you didn't hear back, something happened. The email didn't go through or something just completely got missed. And please feel free to contact me again. If that happened, I apologize. I don't think it happened, but I don't want anyone out there uh, to think that, that I didn't respond or try to respond. So I'm, I would like to respond. <laughs> and if I didn't, <laughs> it's a complete accident or technical glitch or something. Okay, so um, what else is going on? So the permitting um, went through today um, with the Office of Engineers. And so I don't know what the turnaround time on that is, but I would expect in the next few days that that will all be finalized. Um, I met with a contractor, a general contractor, and they are working up a bid 
on what it would cost to, you know, get the groundwork done, make sure that there's connections to sewer and electrical and gas and, and all that stuff, all the utilities and services we need and get the building up, do all the dirt work, all the prep, all that. So I, re- I received quotes about a year ago when I was checking feasibility for the project, but it's been a year and a lot has changed. So I'm getting updated quotes for all that. Unfortunately, it looks like costs have gone up a bit. Lumber is quite a bit more expensive right now, just because there's a lot less supply with all the shutdowns that are going on uh, due to COVID-19 and all that. So I just want to suss out what where we stand right now as far as quotes go. I think it'll still all be possible. Um, but we're, we're in that process of really checking, fine-tuning all those costs. So that's kind of where the project is right now. Um, working with a draftsman to get formalized plans drafted so I can take them to the city and make sure that the city's on board with what we're doing. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where we're at. So every week I try to make some major strides in progress towards uh, not just raising money for the project, which I've been doing, communicating with uh, potential investors and things like that, but also um, making sure that as soon as we're funded, that we can just hit the ground running. So that's kind of what I've been doing on top of the normal stuff. If anyone has any questions about the project or anything, feel free to ask. And if anyone, uh, had questions that I missed last week about investing or about the business or anything like that, um, please feel free to feel free to ask. So, all right, with that, I'm in live chat. I know it says I'm in top chat, but I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> I don't know why it does that. What I'm looking at is this live chat, right? Um, but for some reason, when I switch screens, my main screen, it shows you that I'm in top chat, but I'm not. I'm looking at something that says live chat. All right. I'm going to get right to your questions and comments. Um, oh, two giveaways. Thank you, Tiffany White. Yes, I knew that. For some reason, it skipped my mind. So Tiffany White at Sparky's Tropicals is doing two giveaways. So two lucky winners will be able to select from angelfish, uh, guppies, or longfin white clouds. So we'll do the first one uh, a little later and then the second one a little after that and kind of divide them up a bit. So I should also say how to win that, right? How to enter that. Totally forgot that. Um, I know every week I'm like, it's been really busy. I'm a little scatterbrained. It's like doubly true this week. It's it's just been really busy in a good way. So if you'd like to enter to win from Sparky's Tropicals, it's just hashtag Sparky, S-P-A-R-K-Y. That should make candy happy. (laughs) And a candy, a happy candy is what you want. Trust me. (laughs) Maria Z throwing down $4.99 and saying, keep it up. Well, I will. Thank you, Maria. I appreciate it very much. Always appreciate it. Never required. But it does make my wife super happy when we get super chats. Oh, by the way, the uh, <laughs> the family is... I'm, I'm home alone right now, so there probably won't be any... Uh, any folks doing giant voices or any sound of like hippopotamuses, you know, banging upstairs or anything like that. So hopefully we have a nice calm stream <laughs> today. Okay, I'm going to get to your questions and comments. <laughs> if I can talk, just a moment. <clears throat> Whenever I do that, I want to say I'm fine, but 
Michael's fish room stole that, but I love it every time I watch his videos and I'm fine. <laughs> Okay, now, if you have a question or comment for me, if you would type the at symbol in Dan's fish so it highlights for me, um, that would be most appreciated because it really helps me as I navigate chat and look for things to get to. Tiffany White, glad to sponsor the giveaway this week. Yes, two winners can choose between a trio of guppies, a three pack of blue angel fish, or a 10-pack, ooh, 10-pack, that's awesome, of long fin white clouds, all hobbyist bred by me. Yes. And once again, two giveaways. All right. Dragon layer. <laughs> Your message got deleted. What you doing, man? <laughs> I don't see what you typed, but I hope it was hilarious yet inappropriate <laughs> to get deleted. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Oh, no, no questions are come. Oh, yeah, there are. It's just chat wasn't caught up. I thought so. Usually when that happens, it's because chat is laggy and then suddenly chat loads and just jumps and it's like, mm, great. Orange cones. Okay, you have me tired just listening to you. To your to-do list. Okay, got it. <laughs> For a second, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Do I need to talk less? I'll make a boring live stream. You have me tired just listening to your to-do list. It's a long one, but it's not forever. There are some things in the works. Um, it's just there's no way to avoid it right now. Uh, keeping everything running, plus planning the expansion, plus funding the expansion. I mean, the, what, what are you going to do, right? It's, it, it is what it is. But I do have some exciting things in the future lined up and lining up that'll, uh, you know, once we know expansion's happening and we're funded and we're rocking and rolling, then uh, it's going to be busy for a while. But I see a, a point where it's sustainable long term. Like right now, it's not. I will wear out if I keep doing what I'm doing forever. But I can do it for a year or two. But after that, I'll just get burned out. So, so there is a plan in place to make sure that doesn't happen. Like it, it would happen to any human being, right? The good news is like, even though it's long days and long hours and stuff, it's what I want to be doing. Like, I'm super happy. Some days I'm super tired. There's no denying it. Some days I'm literally just exhausted. Not always, but it happens on occasion when things line up in such a way that it's just all crunched on the same day or something. Usually I can manage things to prevent that, but sometimes it happens. But even when that happens, I'm still super happy. So that really helps prevent burnout. Just when, when you love what you're doing so much and you have a goal and you're literally seeing the goal coming to fruition and you're seeing the progress, that really drives me. So even though it's a lot, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Andrew Purr, any tips for cutting glass for an aquarium? I have a glass cutting wheel, just haven't done it before. Andrew, I've never cut glass for an aquarium. I've drilled tanks but um, I've never actually taken the little thing and scored the glass and snapped it for like building a tank or anything like that. So I, I mean, 
I've done little things like maybe a lid here or there over the years, but nothing, uh, nothing where I feel qualified to give advice. However, if you go to, let me, let me direct you to the person for that. Uh, I think it's fish man, fish man, I believe. Yes, here it is. So this YouTube channel, Fishman, let me link it here for you. There you go. This guy is a legit DIY everything. He builds and maintains aquarium systems for a living. So he's constantly building filter systems and working with glass and all kinds of stuff. So I would check out his videos for information on that and maybe message him if you have specific questions because he's a guy that I think uh, could give you really helpful information. T-Shop, my pair of orange flash pistols are breeding like crazy. It's the only way to breed. I already have too many fry from them. Is it bad for them to keep losing their babies to other fish in the tank? Too much stress? Thanks. T-Shop, I don't know. Uh, to answer that, I would kind of have to enter the brain of a fish. But what I do know is that in the wild, almost every time they spawn, they lose the babies to predators and things or hunger or whatever. Um, so I think it's built into them to be able to handle that because in nature, that's the majority of what happens. They succeed very few times um, and they just keep trying and eventually one or two will survive and then they keep trying and maybe a few spawns later, a couple more will survive, but very few of the fry make it in nature. So I don't know what that means as far as actually how, how, how their stress reaction is to that or anything, but, uh, but it's definitely something that they're, they've had to deal with for, you know, I don't know, millions of years or something. So, Candy Overhaul saying, good job. Well, thank you. Thank you, Candy. I did a good job. Hashtag Sparky. <laughs> Tiffany White, yes, love a simple hashtag. I know. I always want to get creative with them. Clever, but I guess simple is the way to go. Okay. Kate Bennett, what are those gorgeous orange yellow fish dithering around the bottom of your background tank? And are they for sale? So pretty. Why? They are um, for sale, some of them. These are the Golden Rose Line Barbs, the Golden Denison Barb. And I do believe that I've got maybe a couple left for sale. Um, let's see here. Get Gills, Rose Line, I think is what I call them. Golden Rose Line Barb, I have three left. They're $34.50 each. These are quite expensive fish, um, brand new to the hobby. And they cost me a pretty penny too, by the way. <laughs> That's why they're that much. But um, they're pretty amazing. And the good news is I got them from the gentleman that developed that strain. So I got them from the actual source, the headwaters, if you will, um, where they were it basically they found in one of their breeding projects of rose lines, they found some kind of gold colored ones and they, they worked on that strain and bred them out. And so I was able to buy them from that actual person, Montana AIDS or anyone else. 
<laughs> and dance fish or anyone else. How well do albino genetics pass on when, with one angelfish being albino and the other being a standard? So albino is a simple recessive trait. If the standard that you have is in their genetic code carries the albino gene, then I believe, and you breed a standard to a an albino, how would that work out? Is it 50% of the babies would be albino at that point? I believe that's correct. I believe that then 50% of the babies would be albino. However, without knowing um, if your standard angel has albino or not, it's hard to predict. If your standard angel does not have albino and you breed it to an albino, then none of them will be albino. Um, but all the babies will be 50% albino. And when you breed them together, then 25% of the offspring should come out albino. So it's, it's a simple, it's Mendelian genetics. Uh, it is simplest little Punnett square. And, uh, you figure that out if you know the genetics, but if you don't know the genetics on the non albino, then, um, odds are you won't get any albino babies would be my guess. Oh, <laughs> the other Tiffany home alone on oh, no mystery arms today. Random arms. Yes. No, um, that was that was Jonathan. And he's been he's been home for, I don't know, a month or two now at this point. Chandra's. Oh, it jumped on me. Sorry. I will get back up there. I'm scrolling and I will find your question and respond to it. Just a moment. Chat jumped on me. We're getting there. There we are. Chandra Sakar, do you have any bettas that would do good in a community setting? Yes, I have several. I have betta cochina, does really well with small peaceful fish. Betta rudolins, same thing. Betta forshi, same thing. Betta dimidiata, um, same thing. Gets a little bigger, so, so can go with fish that are a little larger. Dimidiata get about two inches or so on a male. Um, and betta picta, very, very peaceful betta. And a lot of female betta in Bellis. So any of those will do well in a community aquarium. If you want to do a betta sorority, but don't want to take the risk of using betta splendens because sometimes you can have issues with aggression and such, uh, a betta sorority with female betta in Bellis is amazing. They're much more peaceful than Betta Splendens. So you can get, if you like like a, a wild colored Betta Splendens, then Betta Embellus is very similar. And uh, that would be a really cool sorority. Let me actually show you, if you don't know what these are, um, I will, I think I have pictures of most of them. Actually, I'll let you, if you just go to my store or go to Get Gills and type in Betta, uh, you'll see. So here's Forshi. Now, these are spectacular. This picture isn't great. Um, they get deep red and bright gold on the operculum, on the gills. Really beautiful, peaceful fish. Here's a Rudolins, uh, not fully colored. They get a bright red when they're fully colored. But when we took the pictures, they still hadn't settled in fully. Uh, here's a Picta. And there's some others down here. Uh, Dimidiata. Oh, yeah. HC Aqua has Betachonoides. One of my favorites. These are, these are gorgeous fish. They're really pretty fish. I think even when they're not in breeding dress, which this one is, they're still a cool looking fish. 
here's the Demidiata down here, and here's the Imbellus. So those are those are what we have at the moment. And almost all those would do well in a community tank. Just keep in mind that until the bettas learn the feeding routine of the tank, they're going to be pretty slow to the food. Once they know your routine, they'll be a, quite a bit quicker, but they'll get outcompeted by really fast fish like tetras and danios and things like that. They do really well with kind of slower feeders like um, Baroris are okay just because they're so small. They can't eat so much food that the bettas don't get any. Corridoras do pretty well with them. Um, hatchet fish, things like that, that are just always at the top do pretty well. Anything that eats fairly slowly is and is peaceful and doesn't get too big is a good, uh, probably good tank mate for them. Just one more fish with Josh. So I shipped a box of green jade shrimp two weeks ago from Illinois to California. Somehow the box ended up in Guam. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's... <laughs> That is crazy. Guam. That's kind of as far out there as you can get and still be in the United States, right? Or at least a territory or something like that. Wow, that's Guam's way out there. I have a friend that used to teach theater out in Guam and didn't last real long. He's just like, there is nothing to do here. <laughs> Man, arrived 14 days from shipping. 14 out of the 20 survived. Well, I'm glad that some of them made it. Wow, what an adventure. That is, I've never heard that one before. Candy overhauls. I have Tiffany's guppies. They are amazing. Of course they are. Tiffany White bred them. <laughs> All right. Kayla's Aquatics. Please highlight things intended for Dan with at symbol dance fish. See that? No space between the at symbol and dance fish. Also, try not to spam chat by repeating questions. So this is a this is an issue of growth, right? I smell smoke. Hang on one second. I smell smoke. All right, I think we're okay. Um, usually when that happens, it's because the neighbors are barbecuing or burning a pile of leaves or something. And... I, I just go sniff the uh, intake from my, my heat retention ventilator, which sucks in kind of from their side. And if I smell it there, then I'm like, oh, okay, that's where it's coming from. So I think we're okay. Um, this happens with some frequency, but I always have to check just because, just because. So this is a part of our growth, I guess, as a channel. It used to be that I would actually encourage people to ask their questions multiple times because I didn't want to miss any. But chat is, we've grown enough that chat moves fast enough that, that makes it hard for the mods to keep up. So here's, here's what happens. I literally go down the chat and answer questions as I see them. So I will get to your question or comment with a couple of exceptions. If it's not at symbol dance fish, it won't highlight for me. So if you do it at Symbol Dance Fish, see this? It makes it nice and bright orange for me. That's what I'm looking for. I look for bright orange things. That's what I answer. The rest I don't even look at usually just because um, 
a lot of this is chat among yourselves. So I look for that. If I see that, I will get to your question or comment until unless we run out of time. So I'm going down, I'll get there. So if I haven't got to it yet, please don't repeat it. If I've got gone past the chat where your question or comment was, and I didn't see it or chat jumped or something, which I'll tell you when chat jumps usually, um, then feel free to repeat it. But don't just repeat it every few minutes thinking that I'll get to it better. I won't. I won't get to it any quicker and it'll just make the mods job a lot more difficult. So now that we've grown and chat really kind of moves, let's help our mods out. They do an amazing job, honestly, like can't thank them enough and they're good at what they do. But um, the more fun they can have here, the better, the less, the less I don't know, onerous this task, the better, because they're volunteering. They're doing this out of the goodness of their heart. Um, well, except for Punchy Paints. You know, she gets paid, but, you know, no one else. So <laughs> let's see what we just started now. <laughs> Elflower one stars. Do you prefer sand, dirt or gravel on tanks? Well, I'm not a planted guy. So my my preference when it works for me for maintaining a tank is is just a bare glass bottom that's painted black on the outside of the glass so that the fish don't freak out because they can see down and not swim down right so i like a bare bottom tank for me however however i have started like in the annex almost all of the tanks have just a thin layer of fine sand across the bottom there's a couple reasons for that one is it helps with photography and videography because the light goes down on the sand and bounces back up and helps light the fish if when I do videos or pictures in my tanks that are just black, sides, back, and bottom are painted black, it can, it can make photography a little more difficult. And it just doesn't look as good, the picture. So for videography and photography, I like a little sand down there. But the other reason is I've started getting more kinds of Corydoras in. And Corys love the sand. I have like horse face loaches and some other loach species that really like to get down in the sand. And so there are fish that really benefit from the sand. So I've just put a fine layer, usually fairly thin in the horse face loach tank. It's fairly deep so they can burrow down and things, but generally fairly thin just for aesthetics, for videos and pictures. And because there's enough fish that kind of like picking at the sand and sifting it through their gills and stuff that I just want to have it available for when I happen to get those fish in. Um, then I have a tank with sand I can throw them in. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to pour sand in and, and create a new tank just for them. So uh, I like sand. Yeah. I, if Gravel, not really. Um, if I was doing plants, I would use gravel probably, but I'm not. And I don't like how stuff gets down in the gravel and kind of gets stuck down there and decays if I'm not using doing plants or anything. So my preference, fine sand. Sand Creek Aquatics 2, my peat buffers arrived today and seem to be well. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I'm glad. I was happy they did okay. They were, they were kind of, so I got like 200, 250 peat buffers in a couple months ago. And these were the, the runts. They came in smaller than everyone else. They're probably just younger. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. <clears throat> but because of that, they tend to get out-competed a little bit. So I had to separate them. And it took a while, because um, I got that batch seriously like three months ago or more. It took a while, but finally they kind of grew and got nice and fat and chunky. So I think they'll do well for you. 
Regis de Andrade. What filtration are you using in the tank behind you? The water surface is not moving. Is that a sponge filter in the log? Okay. I don't have enough cord on that camera to move it very far. This right here is a sponge filter with a power head on it. This right here is just an air stone. And then what you don't see uh, behind this tank down on the ground is an FX5, a big canister filter. So what happens is there is a weir over here in the corner. This black thing in the corner is a big weir. So water flows into that over the top of the weir here. It flows into this black thing and down into some pipes underneath the tank. That weir is full of filter floss to remove par particles before it gets to the FX5. It goes to the FX5, gets all, I mean, does a lot of biological filtration too in there, but it goes to the FX5, gets filtered that way, and then the water comes back through this weir over here and just flows in on the surface. So water is constantly flowing out of the tank, going through a filter and coming back in the tank, but because it's being returned through a weir, it, it doesn't have this pressure point where it's like shooting back into the tank. It's just kind of gradually flowing. So there's a fairly constant flow this way. If I put food in there, you would see it would pretty darn quickly go from this side of the tank to that side of the tank. Um, but there isn't a lot of, uh, I don't know, violence <laughs> of the incoming water. So that's how I do it. It works super well. In fact, at one point after the tank had been up for a couple years, I thought, oh, I should probably check that FX5. And I did. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even because of that. It's because the FX5 was getting noisy and stuff. So I had to figure out what was going on. Turns out some seals had degraded and there was air being sucked in. So I just had to replace some little rubber um, washers, basically. But um, I did that. And while I was there, I was like, I better, I guess I should clean it. It's been a couple years. <laughs> so I opened it up and I went to clean it. And I tried to clean it, but there was nothing to clean. Like, it was obviously an active filter, but nothing was clogged. Nothing had built up to the point where it was restricting flow or anything like that. So I just put it back together and, and kept it going. And that's because the filter floss in this weir over here does such a good job removing the big particulates um, that by the time it gets to the actual canister filter, it's not, it's not doing any damage to the filter. It's not clogging anything. It's not impeding the filter in any way. So, all right. And, and yeah, so the, the log, that's not a sponge filter. That's literally just an air stone to break up surface tension, which I don't really need to do because all the surface all the all the surface stuff gets uh, skimmed off when it goes into the weir over here. But I agree with Corey from Aquarium Co-op. I like an airstone in a tank. Karen K, I'm thinking about getting yo-yo loaches for my 55 with guppies and apple snails. Would they be okay? And if so, how many should I get? Hmm. So yo-yo loaches in a 55 with guppies and apple snails. Well, the red flag that is going off in my head um, is apple snails. Loaches are huge snail eaters. They love eating snails. Now, I've never kept them with apple snails, 
So I'm not sure if there would be, if apple snails are big enough that it wouldn't be an issue, but I, I personally wouldn't risk it. So let's just say that either you know that your apple snails are big enough that they won't get eaten or killed, or you remove the apple snails. Then you have a 55 with guppies and yo-yos in it. Yeah, and I would get a big group of them. I would go for a dozen or more. They, they really like being in large groups. They're very social fish. And I don't think you're ever going to see loaches be truly happy and see their coolest behaviors if you only have a few. So honestly, I would get like a dozen in there. You could get more, but I, I would go with a dozen. That is probably where I would start, Karen, to tell you the truth. I like keeping loaches in big groups. They're so much more fun. All right. Moonstone Aquatics throwing down $25 and saying, who's awesome? You, Dansky. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Moonstone. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. $25 Super Chat. That's big money around here. Thank you. Always appreciated. Never required, but it really does help. Um, just give me 30 seconds. I just want to make sure uh, that that really is benign smoke. I just going to check upstairs real quick. I'm sure we're fine, but it would help ease my mind. Just one moment. Okay, we're all good. I just, I thought we would be, but just want to double check that I was right. It is, it's coming from the neighbor's yard over there. It got really windy outside. It's kind of crazy, but weather's been crazy in Wyoming. We, we got snow this week, not here, but a couple hours over kind of towards Lander, I think. Um, yeah, we got a big cold front. Uh, night temperatures have been down, easily down in the forties. And some of our highs were like, I think one of our highs was somewhere in the 60s, like 68 degrees. Yeah, it'll pass, but it was a weird cold front. Hey, there is more Super Chat action. Why does it not? Oh, there it is. It wasn't showing up. Oh, geez. I know who that is without even reading the name. That is from Chattanooga Ed. That's a $5 Super Chat. Foxcat punching me in the face. <laughs> Because nothing says, you're awesome, love you, dude, like a furry animal just beating you. <laughs> Thanks, Chattanooga Ed. Um, caught up on your live stream that you and uh, Kayla's Aquatics did on Sunday, where you're talking about your trip to Florida and everything with Daniken and Fish Room Fever and all that madness. Um, that was fun. It sounded like a blast. It was fun to listen to. Thanks for the stories and... Did you say you did the whole thing in like 30 hours and most of it was driving? Whew. Sounds like a trip, man. <laughs> I bet you slept for a week after that. Garrett H. Beck. I'm currently using API Aquarium Salt to hatch BBS. I'm looking for a cheaper bulk alternative. Any suggestions? Why? Yes. Let me show you. Thank you. 
Okay. So, I've read on lots of forums over the years and Facebook uh, groups over the years and seen lots of videos over the years on, on hatching brine shrimp and they all make it pretty complicated. Now, my experience, it's super easy. I don't think you need any special salt. Some say you need to use marine salt just so you have the right minerals. Some say you have to buffer it for high alkalinity before you put in the salt, all that. I've lived in areas with all kinds of water, super hard alkaline water, super soft acidic water. This is what I've always used and it works great. These are those 40 pound sacks of salt you get at Home Depot for like four or five bucks. They're used for water softeners or sometimes people use them. Oh, that's it. Hang on. Sometimes people use them um, for like de-icing their driveways, stuff like that. So in two liters of water, I add a heaping quarter cup of salt of that stuff to two liters of water, bubble it, throw in my brine shrimp bags, works every time. Doesn't matter if I have alkaline water, soft acidic water or whatever. That's what's always worked for me over the years. That stuff's super, super cheap, like four or five bucks for 40 pounds. So aquarium salt in my mind is the biggest <laughs> racket there is. Salt is salt. Now, that's a little different for marine salt or if you're trying to do corals or something like that. There are different, you know, minerals and things like that you need in the mix. But to do brine shrimp or to do freshwater fish in general, as long as it's sodium chloride and not like potassium chloride, which some water softener salts are. So make sure that it's sodium chloride, norm, normal table salt like we normal salt like we'd use on our on our table or whatever right then you're fine so find the cheapest sodium chloride you can and when i say heaping quarter cup keep in mind it's this specific salt that i'm doing that with if you're using like a fine salt or something else it might be a different measurement because then you have a different amount of salt per volume depending on the size of the granules right so but that super cheap stuff from a big box hardware store, uh, as long as it's sodium chloride, get that. That would be my advice. Yeah. And I use it in my tanks, too. Every time I get new fish in, I use five um, grams per liter of this salt per liter of water. Works great. Um, so, yeah. And Garrett, save yourself some money. Don't buy the expensive salt that's like five bucks for a little bit. Just get yourself a big bag for four or five bucks. Mega Mindy Lou, we are in the same time zone this week. I'm in Colorado. Hey, come on up, man. Yes. It's, it's only a six, eight hour drive. You can do that, right? Can you help explain the first time shippers how to be successful? So I think I'll refer to people to my YouTube channel. I have several very involved videos on shipping fish. Um, one in particular kind of goes over the entire process from beginning to end. Another one that tells you where I get my shipping supplies and exactly which model number of bag or heat sealer or whatever I use. So I feel like that's all on the YouTube channel. But in general, real quick, general principles. First, only ship healthy fish. I can't emphasize this enough. Um, 
make sure the fish are rock salt. And you can't know that in a day. If they're new fish that you haven't had for a long time, it takes time. Give yourself a couple weeks to get to know the fish. Make sure it's eating well. Make sure it's uh, swimming normally. It's active. It's used to aquarium foods, all that. So healthy fish, first of all. Second thing is clean water. So make sure the fish has a chance to avoid its bowels before it goes into the back. Second thing is plenty of oxygen. It doesn't have to be pure oxygen from a canister. It can just be atmospheric air. But if your water's clean, atmospheric air will work just fine. And just more air than water. You want about a quarter to a third of the bag once it's all sealed up to be water, the rest air. Air is what's important. You just keep the fish wet, but it needs plenty of oxygen, okay? Um, you gotta keep your stuff well insulated. Everything should be double bagged. That is as per the requirements for FedEx, UPS, and USPS. This is why breather bags, I think, have a fatal flaw. Sure, you can use them in everything, and if if I'm just going to a, a local club or something, maybe I'll bring fish in breather bags or buy fish in breather bags because they work great in those situations. Or you're taking fish to a friend in the next state and you're driving over yourself or something. But FedEx, UPS, and USPS all require in their rules and regulations and policies that anything shipped with water, including fish, be double bagged. So if one bag leaks, you have a backup. So you don't destroy all the packages that are on the truck around the box you're sending the fish in. Because if that happens and keeps happening, they'll eventually say, okay, we're not, no more fish allowed, right? Just no, we're done. There's been enough damage, right? So that's really important for the long-term continuation of the ability to ship fish is that we double bag and make sure we don't have leaks and problems and aren't ruining other packages because we did a bad job. So those are kind of the things that, that come to mind immediately. Um, in well-insulated boxes, please never, ever, ever send fish. And I'm not talking to you, Mega Mindy Lou, per se. I'm just talking in general to people. Please never send fish or live aquatic organisms in a container that is not insulated, even if the weather's good. Because when the plane takes off and goes high in elevation and they're in this unheated cargo hold, it gets very cold at 30,000 feet, right? If you've ever gone up in the mountains, gone up to like on a hike and you're up at eight, 12,000 feet in the mountains, there's snow up there often, even in the middle of summer. So think about these fish. They're on a plane. They're at 30,000 feet or more. It's cold, right? Even if the weather, it's like 75 down on the ground and we're like, oh, they'll be fine, right? So... <clears throat> Those are, those are kind of uh, the main points, but it's all in that video. And if anyone needs a follow-up after that to feel comfortable shipping or is nervous about their first time or, or trying to improve something, uh, dan at dancefish.com, I'm happy to help people with shipping fish. I think that's something that we need to do a better job of, and I'm happy to help people as they strive to do that. All right, 204 watching, boom, 281 viewers. And then it just dropped to 278. <laughs> it, it never fails. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that is so funny. Every time I'm excited about the viewer count and I'm like, no way we have this many. The moment I say it, it drops. Oh, it's so funny. Um, 
I wonder if this is the night we'll get to 300. We've never been to 300 concurrent viewers yet. So um, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to share this out, um, tell people that would be awesome. We're almost there, like 20 more, 21 more, and we'll be at 300. We can do that. Guys, can we make that happen? That would be awesome. Could, could you share this out or invite people? We're at 282. Oh, man. Now we got to. That's eight. We only have 18 left and we're going to hit 300. That'll be a major milestone. 16 left. Oh, and then we lost one. Anyway, we're on the way. Hopefully that happens. Um, oh, man, that would be cool. We've been, we've been fairly close, but we've never got there. Just one more fish with Josh. Didn't catch the name of the fella asking about cutting glass, but I can help if you want to give him my contact info. Sure. Is it, um, oh, what is it, Josh? Is it store it? Just one more. Hang on. I got to look up Josh's email. I, I have it. I just don't have it right here. Just one more Josh. Okay, so it's Josh at just one more fish dot shop. Josh at just one more fish, all spelled out, no no numbers or anything. Dot shop. So um yeah, go ahead and email Josh and he'll help you through cutting glass. Thank you, Josh, for helping with that. I appreciate it. I, that's something I really love about this community. Just, uh, I am not an expert in all things by any means. And, uh, I like it when you guys help each other out. That's awesome. Jessica Taylor, bet as I got from you were doing the brown chicken, <laughs> brown cow dance in the quarantine tank. Now what do I do? <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Um, well, first you take a video because that's awesome. And then, um, the nice thing about mouth brooding bettas is you don't have to do much. They kind of take care of it. If, if you're wanting to ensure the best chance that you get a nice batch of fry, what I would do when they're done, the brown chicken, brown cow is, um, I would remove the females if there aren't any like hiding places and stuff like that, I would put some in there, some PVC pipe bits or some flower pots or some spawning mops, a place where the male can feel secure as he incubates the eggs. He's going to hold those eggs in his mouth and he's going to kind of go all the time, right? To rush fresh water over them that's full of oxygen and to kind of mix them up and keep them moving, kind of like an egg tumbler. Yeah. It's the original, the original egg tumbler. <laughs> and um, in 14 to 21 days, he's going to spit out a bunch of fry. When he does, they'll all be free swimming and ready to eat right away. And they'll be big enough to eat baby brine shrimp, which is amazing. So if you've never hatched baby brine shrimp, maybe uh, start now. Do some trial runs. Uh Figure it out, right? It's not hard to do by any means. Airstone, inverted two liter pop bottle, and um, I don't know, heaping quarter cup of uh, black diamond water softener salt, and you should be good. But there, you know, you can do it a few times to get confident, and then 
then you're ready. As soon as the male spits them, uh, or releases them, I should say, uh, spits is a term we use, but uh, releases the babies from his mouth, remove the male or remove the babies and start feeding them baby brine shrimp. Yeah. One note, before you put the male back with the female, give him a couple weeks maybe to eat and fatten back up because he's just gone without food for two to three weeks. And um, you want him to be in good body condition before he has to go through that again, which he might do immediately if you put him in with the female. She kind of induces spawning. And by the time he spit the babies, she uh, is probably full of eggs and ready to go again. So, and congrats. That's awesome. Jessica Taylor, bet is like, oh, just, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Let's say that all again. <laughs> I think I just spit. Sorry when I was like, out oh, there, I did it again. Okay, I'm going to stop. No more sound effects for me. <laughs> oh, we got to jump. We got a jumper. 275. Oh, we're not going to make it. We're going down. Oh, well, thanks for trying, folks. I appreciate it. I see a super chat here from Tammy Denny. Show your appreciation. Hit the like button. So that is that's awesome. Tammy paid me $5 to get you all to hit the like button. I, I like those economics. <laughs> Thank you, Tammy. Cheers. <clears throat> that smoke's like making my throat ah, kind of dry. All right. Oh, man. We are behind. Whew. That's how we roll here. Okay, so here's one of those times when it might be necessary to post your question or comment again. Okay, chat jumped. This is as far up as I can scroll right here to Elflower One Stars. Yes, I love Corey's. Make my sanded about four inches deep, right? So the first highlighted comment is this one. Can Edna H. Edna, yeah. Can Edna H? I don't know if Edna can H, but we'll find out. I got 10 cherry shrimp off eBay, and then when I got to my house, they were all DOA. Okay, so that's the first thing I can see. So if you left a question or comment above that, and I have not read it yet or responded to it, now feel free to post it again, right? If it's below can Edna H, then, then don't. I'll, I'll get to it as I go down, all right? And that'll help my mods out. Okay. So got 10 cherry shrimp off eBay, and when they got to their house, they were all DOA. Yeah, so this is the entire reason my business exists. I'm trying to prevent that. My fear is that we are keeping a lot of people from keeping fish and shrimp and other things because we do a poor job supplying them with healthy animals, whether it's in a pet store where you go to pick them up directly or when they ship, either the animals are unhealthy or people aren't shipping best practices. So this is a problem. And what happens is every time that happens, there's like stress results, right? There's, there's, it's not fun. It's not a good experience. And enough of those bad experiences, and if, if enough of those bad experiences happen or are not countered by good experiences where usually stuff goes fine, then I feel like we drive people away from fish keeping or shrimp keeping or what have you. Just because who wants to do that when that's what happens too much, right? So I understand. I feel your pain. Um, 
I still buy stuff online, uh, less than I used to, but fa- fairly regularly. I, I, I know what it's like. And all I can say is we all need to do a better job of selling healthy fish and shipping best practices. So this kind of comment doesn't have to happen. So I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, and I hope you have better luck next time. And I don't know what else to say. I just wish people had enough respect for the animals they're selling and the customers they're selling to that they did things best practices. Now, that being said, maybe they did. Maybe they did. And this was a fluke of that tiny percentage, actually fraction of a percentage of the time when you do everything best practices and you still have a problem. Sometimes that happens, in which case it's not fun, but that situation will be countered if we're all doing best practices by like 99 more times of success before there's another problem. Right. So, um, you know, I don't want to throw shade on whoever you bought them from because maybe they did an excellent job and something completely out of their control happened, but, or something they weren't aware of happened. Like last week I shipped uh, a pistos out. They've been great. I've shipped a lot of them out and they've done great for my customers. In fact, lots of customers have already spawned them and things. Um, but what I sent last week ended up not doing well. And I had no idea. <laughs> it looked healthy to me. It looked like everything was fine to me. So there is stuff that happens. But in general, I don't think that's the case. In general, I think people are not acting according to best practices. And it's a shame. And we need to stop that. We need to put pressure on those people. Um, and maybe simultaneously educate them a bit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they'd be open to that. But We're at 289. We only have 11 concurrent viewers left and we'll break 290. 10 left and we'll break 300. We've never broken 300 concurrent viewers on a live stream before. We only have nine left. Oh man, I'm going to pull a a page out of Corey's playbook and say, everyone, tell your grandma and get her in here. (laughs) We're so close. Only eight left. Eight more and we'll break 300. I would... Oh, we're back down to 289. Dang it. Dang it. Oh, well. And 288. Okay, we were close. We were close. We're, we're within spitting distance, though. We might get there. We might get there. Anyway, thanks to everyone who did share out and, and try it. I can tell people did because we got that spike up. I think 293 was the high I saw. And even if we don't make 300, 293 is pretty darn good for this little channel that could. So, Pony Girl, any micro rasboras available to add to the ones ordered a month or so ago, all doing well. Oh, I'm thrilled to hear that they're doing well for you, especially since a little later, um, some of them came down with, with an issue. They had a protozoan attack that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, so I'm glad... So far as I know, I caught that before I sent any with it. So I I think we're all good. Um, I'm out of those right now. I do have chili rasboras and they're good to go now. They're, they're fat. They're doing well. They've grown to the point. I'm chili rasboras are never big, but they've grown big enough that I'm 296, four more 295. Dang it. We we're there. 
Four more. We can do this. Oh, and it's back down. Dang it. Oh, man. This is like, this is torture. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like you're, it's like you're climbing the cliff, right? I don't know. The cliffs of despair or whatever from Princess Bride. And you're just, and you're so close. And you just can't get that last six inches. <laughs> That's where we're at. Oh, well. We're, we might do it. 298. Two more, folks. 298. Two more, and we'll break 300. 299, one more. We're going to do it. We're so there. No one better log off for the next couple minutes so we can do this. 299 is just sitting there. Oh, come on. Someone's got a great 300. Yes. Yes. All right, Candy, I'm warning you. I might want to pull out your earbuds. It's about to get loud. 304. Goal! Yes, three ten. That's awesome. We did it. Thanks, everybody. I, I did not think that would happen tonight. I had no expectation of breaking 300 tonight. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. I think we should celebrate with a giveaway. Let's do that. But first, Daryl Deemer, 499 Super Chat. Just throwing money at me. I appreciate Daryl Deemer. Thanks so much. Always appreciated. And KP throwing down 199. And chat not letting me scroll down to see if you left a comment, KP. So hopefully in a little bit I'll be able to. Oh, there we can. A thumbs up. Cool. KP, thank you for the dollar ninety-nine. Always appreciated. Never required. And below that, I see someone else left a super chat. Jeffrey Cunningham, $20. Well done, Dan. Hey, Jeffrey, thanks so much. I appreciate you. Um, and $20 Super Chat, that's big money. Thanks so much. Much appreciated. All right. Now, let's do the first giveaway. So tonight's giveaway are hobbyist bred and raised guppies or white clouds or angelfish bred and raised by Tiffany White, our, our dear Tiffany White, who we all know and love very active in the community, um, at her store, Sparky's Tropicals, which you can find at getgills.com. So let me show you the fish. You could win. There's some red Moscow guppies. She's got a trio of these. She's got some golden black lace guppies, or you could get some angelfish. These come from her blue line, blue Pinoy. Pretty cool. Or a group of long fin white clouds that she raised and bred. I think she said she would send 10 of those, which is a nice big batch. So without further ado, let's roll our first winner. And then a little later, we'll roll the second winner because she's, um, Tiffany said she would supply two packages of fish tonight. So the first winner is Black Label Carlene. Black Label Carlene, welcome, you have won. You have won. So what you have to do if you're new to claim your winnings is you have to leave a comment in the chat saying I'm here or whatever um, within about a minute of when I draw your name so that we know you're here because you do have to be here uh, to win. 
that's the only kind of requirement so we can set up the giveaway and all that. Um, <clears throat> And make sure we don't do a giveaway. You are here. Oh, snap. <laughs> Black Label Carlin, congratulations. Um, if you would send an email to dan at dansfish.com, then I will uh, connect you with Tiffany from Sparky's Tropicals. And you guys can figure out which fish you want. Longfin white clouds, one of, one of the kinds of guppies, or um, the blue panoy angelfish. And... Uh, and figure out shipping and all that. So congratulations. Congratulations. All right. So Oh, Pony Girl, I think I got distracted. I was like in the middle of answering your question about Rasboras and then then we got to over 300 and poof. so um I I have, I don't have more strawberry rasboras or exclamation point rasboras. I'm sold out of those, but I do have some chili rasboras. I haven't listed them yet. Honestly, they've been ready for a couple weeks now, but I I haven't had the time to do it. And also I've kind of been avoiding listing new fish. I've got several actually I need to list because I've got so much to do to prep for the incoming import that I wanted to like free up my shipping time just a little bit so I could manage that. But um, if you'll send me an email, dan at dancefish.com, we can do a little side deal for you if you want some chili rasboras. Rockford Fishkeeping, good news. I was finally able to find a home for all the juvenile jewels, jewel cichlids, and the parents. Awesome. Glad you could do it. Yeah. Now, everyone should keep and breed jewel cichlids at least once. They're amazing parents. Their colors are outstanding. They're the perfect fish in every way except they're so aggressive. Oh, they don't even grow too big. Like, they're amazing. But I'm glad you were able to distribute them. In fact, they're such good parents that they're so common that they're they're hard to sell sometimes. So, um that's one thing about fish. It's like, oh, they're, they're too good. They're such good parents that they're so easy to raise that the market's inundated, right? That's kind of, we, we play with that sometimes. But I'm glad you were able to, to find a place for them. And I think jewel cichlids are amazing. I think everyone should try them once and experience them raising a big cloud of fry. Yeah. I mean, maybe you'll need to make it a small cloud of fry by the end just so that you aren't trying to get rid of 300 <laughs> jewel cichlids, but <laughs> all right. Moonstone Aquatics throwing down 25 bucks. I already got that one. Thanks again, Kimski. All right. Chattanooga Ed punching me in the face. Oh, I'm so far behind. B-Start. Always want to follow the smoke. Had fire at my place, so better safe than sorry. Yeah, I mean, hate to break up a live stream, but it's probably safe or worth it to do that rather than burn down the kitchen or something. Um, Karen K, thanks. I was worried about the snails. Thanks for the info. Yeah, my experience. I've never met a snail that a loach didn't like, but but I don't typically keep like large snails like apple snails and stuff. I am Sugar Hill. Have you ever bought Hikari Tropical Micro Pellets? Yes. In the 2.2 bulk bag? Yes. Do you know if it's the real thing? I, I think so. I've, I'm feeding it right now. Yeah. I almost always have those in stock and I buy them in the kilo size. Um, so I think it's a kilo. Would you say 2.2? Yeah, the big bag. 
I don't know how to tell for sure unless I'm getting them from Hikari directly. Like if you're looking at eBay or Amazon, I'm not sure how you would know for sure if they've been repackaged or something. But uh, the ones I get, I'm confident, are from Hikari. Scott Backer had frost yesterday morning. My my Wyoming neighbor. Yeah, it's been cold. It's it's it was weird. It's not going to last. It's already heating up. But it's been it was actually kind of nice to have a nice cool week because it got pretty hot before that. I mean, for us, it was like up to the 90s. <laughs> it's hot for us. Beast heart. Don't know if I asked this in the past, but recommended aquarium heater. I wish. I wish I knew a good heater I could recommend. Let me tell you how I buy heaters now. So I've had such bad experiences with them. Um, I call Jemco and I say, hey, John or Susan, whoever answers the phone. I have this size tank. What's the best heater you currently have? Like, what's the most reliable heater? I don't ask for the cheapest. That's a recipe for disaster, right? <laughs> it's, it's like buying the cheapest, I don't know gun or something it's like no 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 maybe that's not the area to go cheap um because there's an inherent danger with heaters right so i i just ask what's solid what's you have the least problems with what's going to last the longest and i go with their recommendations so depending on what they're recommending at the time based on what they have in stock or what size tank it is and which model is available for that tank i go with their recommendation and i trust those guys uh, they know their stuff. Don't say what's the cheapest. Ask what's the best and the most reliable and the least likely to stick on and boil all my fish. And it might not be enough, by the way, to get just a heater. Something I think we should do, honestly, with heated tanks. I know this adds an expense and, and I totally get that it might not be possible for a lot of people, especially if you have multiple tanks on heaters. But if you have a heater that has a built-in thermostat, right? And you use that, great. If you plug that into a thermostat with a probe into the tank, then you have a redundancy, right? So if that heater sticks on and starts shooting up in temperature, the outside thermostat that it's plugged into will then shut it off. So you just get some redundancy for safety there. So if I had like a nice big display tank, um, I don't know, maybe my prize discus or something, you know, something that was a special tank to me or a really special fish and I needed a heater, I would do a heater and a thermostat. And I just set the thermostat like two degrees or something above the heater um, so that it would shut off if the heater stuck on and started getting too warm. Something like that. I mean, John would tell me what temperature difference we need because each heater has a little bit of room. It might be a two degree differential or something like that. Um, I got to Tammy Denny and Daryl Deemer's Super Chats. And now I see Jerry Serple Morris. Yeah, Jerry Serple Morris. Hey, Dance Fish, I'm breeding blue panda guppies. How many should I save for my colony when I start selling them? Ah, good question. Um, Hmm. I, how many are you trying to churn out every month, I guess is the question. So I would say a female guppy on average, depending on your setup, uh, there's a lot of variables there. Are you just doing them in the tank with a bunch of plants so there's some predation? Or do you have a thing set up where the guppies are 
in like a pop-up laundry bag and the parents and the babies can all get away and not get eaten or do you separate females? It all depends. So here's what I would do. This is going to take some math. Sorry. Um, I would figure out what's the average drop in average survival rate per female. And then I would decide how many guppies do I want to get every month? And I just hold back that many females to make that happen along with a few prize males, um, to inseminate those females. That's how I would do it. Uh, just because each tank is so different and each setup so different that how many fry are born based on feeding and water changes in size and age and all that is different. And based on setup, how many survive is different. So figure out your average and go from there. Sorry, I can't give you a, a more precise answer than that without knowing what that average is. Um, are we going to reach the bottom? We're back at 304, 304 concurrent viewers. Of course, as soon as I said that, we dropped to 302, but this is a good night. This is a good night for little old Dan's Fish Channel. Thanks, everybody, for being here. If you're new, welcome. If you just popped in briefly to help us set a record, welcome. <laughs> like I'm just thrilled that, that folks are here and we're growing like that. That's cool. New Mexico Aquatics. Hey, little Bobby. My wife said, how old do you think Dan is? I said, I think he's about 40 or 41. She said, oh, he seems nice. Aw, 40 or 41. Close. 42, my friend. 42. Mike Stemba. Whatever happened to the Empire Gudgeons you got in a while back? They've been ready to list for weeks. And I've been so darn busy that I haven't listed them. So I have them. They're doing fantastic. I've got a whole bunch of Empire Gudgeons. Um, for a while there, it was just too busy to list them. <coughs> Man, that smoke, sorry. Mm. And that's the last of that water. I think I can go, you know, 11 more minutes without another drink. Um, <laughs> that'd be a funny statement if we weren't talking about water. Um, so they're ready, Mike Stamboss. So if you need some, send me an email, dan at dancefish.com. I think I've got, uh, I don't know, 12 or 20 of them available. I'd have to go count. But uh, just stuff is too busy. And right now I'm purposely not listing new stuff just because I'm kind of trying to tamp down sales a bit so I can be ready for the new import and manage all the new uh, investor interest is coming in and, and the expansion to the warehouse and all that. So... I haven't been as Johnny on the spot about um, listing new fish because I've been like, do I really want a bunch more sales this week? <laughs> it happens anyway, but which, I mean, what a great problem to have. I'm like, ooh, I'm trying to like not get so many orders and they just keep coming anyway, right? So it's, it's not like I don't want people to order. Please order. Like, that's our lifeblood. But at the same time, I'm just trying to manage everything. It's I got to hire an employee. That's what it comes down to. So add that to the mix of everything going on, right? <laughs> okay. Just got to Jeffrey Cunningham's super chat. And below that from Papa Rock. Papa Rock, it's good to see you. I feel like it's been a minute. Dance fish. Any tips breeding pencil fish? Uh, Nanostomus uh, marginatus, commonly known as the dwarf pencil fish, and ruby red Beckfords, so Beckfordi. Um, Papa Rock, I can't help you with that because I've never done it personally. So I don't even know for sure if they're egg scatterers or if they adhere eggs to a leaf. Um, 
I don't think I've ever bred pencil fish, or at least not purposely. So is anyone here bred pencil fish? If you have, would you kindly uh, direct a comment to Papa Rock in the chat and answer the question? Because I'm not the right guy. I wish I could help you more there. Nurse Beck is throwing down 1999 with a goal pair whose rear end is on fire. <laughs> Did the animator think we wouldn't notice that? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat, Nurse Beckus. Greatly appreciated. Never required, but it does make the wife super happy. Kayla's Aquatics throwing down $9.99 with Pippi Longstock and doing what Pippi does. Thank you, Bob. And uh, that must be a reminder that we're in the last 10 minutes or so. So we'll keep plugging along here. Okay, scrolling, looking for another one. Here we go. I am Sugar Hill. Sorry it took me so long to get this message to you, but I received my first order from you two weeks ago, and everybody's doing well. I did notice two fry in with the scuds. Any thoughts? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, you probably got some better rubra fry, would be my guess. Um, sorry about that. I They hid in there. I, I thought I... So, <clears throat> a while ago, I took a big clump of java moss out of the tank that has some better rubra in it because it was getting full of algae and stuff. And I took it out, <clears throat> got all the bettas out of it, I thought, and moved it to the scud tank for cleaning because scuds are amazing at cleaning algae out of java moss and then once they clean it all what i do is i just grab it and put it back in the tank with the bettas or whatever tank i got it out of and then the moss is clean and the fish get a nice snack of scuds it's like a it's a great thing it's a beautiful thing but <clears throat> i did this and then a few weeks later i saw an adult betta rubra swimming around in the tank and i was like oh man i thought i got them out so it must have been hidden way up in that java moss when I moved it to the scud tank. So I moved the adult rubra out, and then a little while ago, I noticed a bunch of little baby bettas in the tank. So I think it must have been a male adult rubra that was holding and finished holding in the scud tank and spit the fry. I thought I got all the fry out of there, but apparently I didn't. So I think that's probably what it is. Could be other things though too. I did move some water sprite into there from some from a tank of Daisy's rice fish. So you might have some little rice fish babies. Um, I, random babies pop up in that tank occasionally in the 75 gallon scud culture. But congrats and I guess sorry too. I didn't mean to just send you random fish without ID or whatever. <clears throat> um, Jewel cichlids are equal the aggression of erratus. And thank goodness female erratus do not populate as much as jewels. Yeah, love jewels, but yet they are, especially if they're defending a little territory. <laughs> All bets are off. Yep, there goes your Oscar. <laughs> Jerry Serple Morris, I'm breeding blue panda guppies. Okay, I already got that one. Crown tail half moon. Cobalt aquatics. Flat heaters are a bit expensive, but are the best in your opinion. Awesome, cool. So Crown Tail Half Moon has had good luck with the flat cobalt heaters. Aquion Pro says the Chubby Guppy. Awesome. Yeah, so there's a couple good suggestions for you. 
Wichita Falls Fish Keeper throwing down $3, 300 pennies to celebrate 300 people. Oh, congrats. Hey, thank you. That's awesome. I appreciate the super chat and the sentiment as well. <laughs> Let's see here. Did I miss? I just want to check real quick. I hate it when people throw super chats and I don't even thank them. Okay, I think I got everybody. If I didn't get you, it's not on purpose. It's literally because the system won't let me scroll to see it. Doing my best here. <clears throat> Five more minutes. All right, let's close out strong. Jerry Serple Morris, they're in an outdoor 20 gallon with lots of plants. Don't want to work too hard, but would like to support my hobby. Yeah, it's, I hate to say it, but the only way to know for sure the exact number to keep is a little math figuring out how many fry per female. Um, and so therefore how many females to keep, I mean, 10 females, you're going to get well over a hundred babies a month. I don't know what the survival will be cause I don't know how it's set up and what predation is, but, um, you know, 10 to 40 babies in a drop, depending on the size of the female, I would say is safe. Beast heart, new business, random fish with every hoarder, right? <laughs> oh, what, you didn't want these mangano? Well, here you go. <laughs> fish room fever, throwing down a 99 cent pile of fertilizer because I am Bob Steenfot. Says uh, Casval or, yeah, Casval Delkin, what scuds? Will scuds eat BBA? Yes. I have yet to meet an algae that scuds won't eat except for free-floating algae, like green water. But if it's an algae form that adheres to a surface, in my experience, they'll eat it. Scuds are bar none. I don't think I have to qualify this statement. I think this is true. Scuds are bar none the best algae eater that we have access to as aquarists, period. Now, there's some issues with scuds, but if you're trying to control surface algae, scuds are great. The, the main issue is they can populate so fast that you get this explosion and they outcompete shrimp and snails and maybe chew on like uh, really sedate fish like long fin quarries or something like that, right? <clears throat> so that can be an issue. But if you just have a few fish in the tank, They'll keep that population pretty well under control. Chubby Guppy throwing down $9.99. Thank you so much, Chubby Guppy. I appreciate it. Always appreciate it. Never required. That's a cool hippopotamus. And Kids Aquatics throwing down another $9.99. What, am I overtime? Oh, no, no, we're good. Okay, cool. With uh, the male version of Pippi Longstocking. With that, let's get into the second giveaway of the night. <clears throat> so... If you're just joining us, um, Sparky's Tropicals is giving away either a group of guppies or a group of blue Pinoy angels or um, a group of long fin white clouds that were bred and raised by our dear Tiffany White from Sparky's Tropicals. Here are the fish that you can choose from. The winner of that is Cy Reddy. Cy Reddy, if you are here, please let us know in the chat that you are here and you've got about a minute to do that. And if you're here and leave us a message, then you will have won these and secured them. Send an email to dan at dancefish.com um, so that I can get you in touch with Tiffany White of Sparky's Tropicals. And uh, you can communicate with her and let her know 
which fish you want and figure out the shipping details. So, <clears throat> sigh ready. Come on down. All right. <clears throat> While we're waiting for Sai, I'm going to see if I can get one more in here because I did skip. I, I, we're running out of time and I don't think we'll get to everybody, but I got time for one more while we're waiting for Sai. So Vranid Guy, those two spot cats are awesome. I like them too. A couple are big boys or girls. Yeah, they've got the big belly. So those will be females and they're probably full of roe. They're in quarantine right now. Gave them a single dose of Vicex just in case. They were pale but coloring up already. Yep, that's their shipping color. They do go pale. And I do have three more. I thought I only, I didn't think I did, but you know how catfish are. I thought I just had six left. Um, and after you bought them, Veranded Guy, I was like, okay, we're done. And then I was feeding today and I was like, what? like three more just come out of I don't know where like behind the filter in the pipe or whatever but um so there are three more but um that happens sometimes I think I'm out of fish and then I'm not hey there's Cy ready Cy is here all right send me an email dan at dance fish Cy and congratulations on the winnings and thank you to Sparky's Tropicals uh Tiffany White thanks for breeding and raising cool fish and then providing them on the uh, live stream here so that we can send them out. I really appreciate you providing the fish for tonight. To my amazing moderators, thank you, appreciate you. This would be a mess without you guys. Um, and I know we're growing, so please, please, please uh, let me know if we're getting to the point where it's like, ooh, we need some more mods. So if you need some backup, let me know, we'll make that happen. Um, if you're fine, great. Um, I never wanna be the channel where everyone's a mod, right? But I also don't wanna make it that my mods are, <laughs> or having to handle so much that it's no longer enjoyable. That's no good for something that you're doing out of the goodness of your heart. So appreciate you guys, lots of love. Um, all the super chatters, thanks so much. Thanks to everyone that shared this out and got us to, I think our peak was 310 concurrent viewers. Oh, mama, that is amazing. Um, everyone that super chatted, thanks. All you lurkers, I got gotcha. you. Everyone that commented and had questions and stuff, thank you for participating. Makes things so much more fun. All you poke, all you pokes, <laughs> go pokes. All you folks watching on the replay, thanks for being here. Better late than never. <laughs> no, we appreciate you. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, unless... I randomly have to run to the airport in Denver to pick up this order from Indonesia. Not sure when it's going to land yet. So um, if that happens, I'll put something up on the on the community comment thing. I'll leave a message there um, so you all know. But otherwise, see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Until then, everyone have a good one. Um, are we? I, I believe we're probably doing punchy paints afterwards. So punchy paints um, usually live streams at nine o'clock. So in about 28 minutes, I believe Punchy Paints will be going live. So head over there if you want more fish madness, some cool art, and, and some, uh, some uncouth jokes and fun stories. <laughs> what, me uncouth, says Pam. Um, but anyway, until next Wednesday, have a good one. Thanks. Bye-bye. Um,